<laughs> you can't beat the classics. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the You Can't Beat the Classics podcast. So for this podcast here, you're going to be hearing us talk about a classic movie of our choosing. There's a lot of movies to choose from um, every couple of weeks. But reason I wanted to start off with this one. Actually, let me introduce who I'm with first. So I'm John. I'm going to be here, you know, every two weeks alongside me, Sam the man, the SLB, I, <laughs> and then joining us is our very good friend, and she's just as big of a fan of the franchise as any of us. Uh, Charlene's here with us. Hello. What's going on, guys? Doing good. We're super excited to be here today. Is Sam frozen? I'm not frozen. I'm just, uh, I'm here. I'm existing. <laughs> you know, nature finds a way. <laughs> Sam is channeling his inner Jeff Goldblum at the moment. <laughs> I just can't. I don't have a. I can't like lay down like this the whole podcast though. You know, sprawled out on a table. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is a big movie. I think to start off with, uh, the main reason I wanted to start off with this one is because like. Um, Jurassic World Dominion is like trending right now, which is still a year away, but they're already starting to push that. So I thought, you know what? Why not go back all the way to 1993 and start with Jurassic Park? Yes, always a classic. Fun fact, I was actually terrified of this movie when it first came out. <laughs> Full disclaimer, this movie came out before I was even born. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched it at a very, very young age, having lots of cousins. My, um, one of my closest cousins, actually, this was his favorite movie. So every family party would have this movie playing. And let me tell you, until I was maybe in high school, I hated it. I refused to watch it. Wow. <laughs> I was terrified of it. I would hide at like the second that dinosaurs came on screen, I was not for it. But then I guess I had some weird change of heart and suddenly it became my favorite movie. Um, still is my favorite movie. I know the Jurassic World series is out right now and I enjoy it, but it's yeah. not the same. You can't beat the classics, you know, just like the <laughs> podcast with. <laughs> Let's. I, I want to start off by saying, you know, I've seen this movie. I can't tell you how many times. Um, I definitely saw it when I was little. Uh, we we will get further deep deeper into you know the parts that were horrifying. But yeah, movie so... that's 20, 28 years later. Not many movies, especially when you deal with a movie that heavily uses special effects. Not many films hold up like this. Not every film is going to be Star Wars. Not every film is going to be Jurassic Park. This one, again, I watched it again last night to, like, refresh it. And, boy, classic hasn't, hasn't nudged. Doesn't look, doesn't look dated. Right. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking about going into this, and you know, as big of a movie as Jurassic Park is, I can't remember the first time I watched it. 
I don't know if it was just an age thing or what, but I'm like, I know it stuck with me at some point, but I can't remember like when. But like, do you, do either of you guys remember like the first time you saw Jurassic Park? For me, it's also kind of a blur. Like I mentioned before, I just remember being traumatized by it so much <laughs> that even now, when a certain scene comes on, I know we'll talk about this a little bit later. I still feel the feelings that I felt as like a four-year-old or a five-year-old. I'm pretty sure I've been seeing it before I had a memory. So I definitely remember it from having a memory. So probably around four years old or five years old. I, again, I, I think I'm with you guys, but you know, I definitely, I was not little. I do remember, I'm going to, I'm going to go back a ways here. I do remember my parents had the VHS tape. Yeah, we did too, um, yeah. I, like like the logo is iconic like we want to talk about probably top 10 if not top five most iconic movie logos of all time yeah, yeah. like it just sat there and you know we never watched it at a young age i was probably elementary school when i finally did see it which didn't make it any less horrifying when i did <laughs> like i wasn't scared of it really i think i loved dinosaurs growing up too and I think what dinosaurs were already a big thing, you know, like, you know, as as humanity has discovered them and everything like that. But Jurassic Park coming out, I think, just cemented like dinosaurs like into like pop culture, like forever. Like, I think it already it was already heading that way. And then Jurassic Park just came in and was just like, boom, like it really set up a franchise here. I also think it was just so different for that time period and yeah. so technologically advanced. If you talk about the animatronics, this is like the most real dinosaurs you will ever see in a movie at that time. And even now, it still holds up really well. I still remember a lot of these dinosaur movies were people in these giant suits. So it looked mm -hmm. way too animated. It looked like it was definitely not an actual dinosaur. But I'm pretty sure the animatronics in this movie were so great that I was convinced that it was real and that dinosaurs existed and they were going to come kill me in the middle of the night. Yeah. So this, this movie is just a really nice mix of animatronics and cgi for that time which is crazy mm -hmm. like the animatronic stuff we'll get into um as we go along through the movie um one thing i like to do before this is like we should watch the trailer for the movie which i don't i've never seen before like like more maybe i have but i was just at a really young age but that's one thing i like to do for these what i want to start doing is play the play the trailers really quick so let's watch the trailer for Jurassic Park really quick. Well, again, I, I don't think I've ever seen this. There it is. Welcome to Jurassic Park. We've made living biological attractions so astounding that they're to the imagination of the entire planet. The most phenomenal discovery of our time. The trailers are so different in the 90s. Becomes the greatest yeah. of all time. Sure. Universal Pictures presents. You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. Since it's a feeling all over the place. 
Trailers were a lot different back then. Yeah, it's a lot less like boom, crazy cinematicness and whatnot. It's it's kind of like a quick story rather than visual effects. Visual effects doesn't really, bam, doesn't bam, really bam. share much of the plot either, which is nice. Which I find like, yeah. I feel like a lot of trailers these days show so much of the movies, but this doesn't. Well, yep. again, going back to 1993. Uh, it's funny, I just did a podcast a couple weeks ago with one of my other shows, and we talked about, do you know what movie came out the week before this movie came out? I want to see if you guys can guess this one. 1993. It Literally a week or two before this came out, which is, I think, a part of the reason why this movie bombed. Um, uh, again, before I, I was that's, born. That's not a year that I'm like entirely familiar with with film. Which one was it? Uh, that would be the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh my god. So, you look at what the what the tech was with that movie, and then you see something like this. And even that trailer, you don't see a lot, but you see enough to go, shit. Like, what am I, wit- what, what am I about to witness here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, um, let, let's get right into it. Let's get right into the, the film. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's already it's already starts off t- tense. You know, they're trying to transport the raptors, and they have like they have like fifty people guarding these things because of how dangerous it is. You know, they're just try- they're just trying to move the raptors, but <laughs> obviously that goes very wrong, <laughs> and it costs a guy's life. Yeah. But- <laughs> I just really enjoyed that slow build to the beginning of the movie because there's no dialogue in that. Yeah, not a lot. Until one of the most iconic lines. (laughs) Are you thinking the exact same one I'm thinking of? Yes. (laughs) You know, what was going through my head through that scene? It was like, you notice how nobody had guns. They all had they all had tasers because I yep. was thinking I was like thinking in my head I'm like so, like this is for the guy that was gonna, about to die from a raptor. It's like sorry guy, this raptor is way too expensive to kill off. Yeah. All we all we got all we can do is tase him. <laughs> it's funny. Every so often when I'm hanging out with my older brother and something happens or something, me and him will randomly scream that line. Random. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's that's like one of the that's like first few minutes and it starts off with a line like that in a movie that like already has a lot of like one liners. Yep. It's a lot in this movie. That's what I really enjoyed about that like build up though, because at first it's quiet, it's just like music and you know, the hustle and bustle of moving these dinosaurs but then right away starts off with a great line that's just easy to remember and there and it's funny and it's kind of like that comic relief from the fact that 
somebody's about to die. <laughs> yeah, kind of, it, it just gives you like that crazy line, and you kind of like, I guess you kind of <laughs> overlook the guy getting killed by the raptor. Yeah. In a way. Uh, but yeah, it already starts off really tense, but then you jump to, um, I think they're somewhere in Montana next, where they're, where they're, um, the paleontologists are digging up the, the, dig site. the dig site, they're digging up the bones. I want to say it's Montana, but I might be wrong on that. Um, right. So that scene, actually, watching it again recently, was one of the first scenes um, where you, you see John Hammond and yeah. his business person role. When I was younger, I remember John Hammond is the reason that Jurassic Park exists and all these dinosaurs are here. Yep. And I'm like, wow, he's really great. And then now as like an adult listening to his conversation, trying to like convince them that this is a good idea is like, wow, John Hammond is kind of an asshole. Yeah, you know, it, what's another one thing interesting thing about him is like i couldn't think of a better actor to play john hammond than richard attenborough mm -hmm. and you know that they he had been retired from acting for 15 years oh wow uh, and then they convinced him to come back for this movie mm -hmm. and i mean thank god that he did because like he's his role in the movie is just like i mean there's so many great actors in this movie but like I think John Hammond is one that, you know, a lot of, like, fans, I guess, like, fans of dinosaurs remember as, like, the guy. Yes, like, he definitely had that iconic look to him. You could remember him, and, like, frankly, I don't know him from anything else. Makes sense that he had been yeah. retired for 15 years. Um, but it's kind of just, I can't imagine it being anyone else. The only person I could make an argument for potentially you know, who, potential. you know who they considered, Sam? They actually considered <laughs> Sean Connery for this role. I don't know if I can hear that in my head. He's walking out with a couple of women from this bedroom. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, no, I'm thinking of what's his name from Silence of the Lambs there? Hannibal Lecter. Uh, oh. Oh, God. Uh, what the hell? What the hell is his name? Anthony Hopkins. Anthony that's Hopkins. That's what it is. The yeah. only person I could potentially make an argument for, but. But, like, the the character of John Hammond ended up being so, like, memorable to me that, like, I remember, like, um, we, we went to, my family and I went to a local zoo at the time, and they had, like, the big, like, dinosaur attractions, like, all the animatronic dinosaurs and everything like that. There was a dude that was cosplaying as John Hammond, but... I was at such a young age that I thought it really, I thought it really was John Hammond. That's incredible. And, and I asked him, I asked him about uh, uh, Dilophosaurus, and I asked whether or not he like really had the frills, and he spit out that like goo mm -hmm. and everything like that. And he explained to me how that they actually were, and they actually didn't do that. Oh, really? That was actually something they created for the movie. Hmm. 
but it, it's just so crazy that like that stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that I really met John Hammond, even though I probably didn't. I but, mean, I guess this guy was pretty good at playing John Hammond to actually know more about dinosaurs. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was just doing a really good job, or I was just too young. He was so concerned about whether he could. He didn't ask whether, you know, whether he should. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, 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 yeah, he just... He just stuck. It just stuck with me. Well, another thing about that when they're doing the that the dig site is like, I don't know what goes on like with paleontologists. There's a lot of people just standing around. See you, ninja. And and then and then I was like, I was like this the kid that just says that doesn't look very scary. I'm like, I'm like, who invited this smart ass kid to this dig site? I mean, if you think about it, fossils themselves aren't really scary because they can't move or breathe. But, but then Dr. Grant ends up scaring the crap out of them. Yeah. Like, hey, so show some respect there. Oh, man. But, yeah. I feel like that scene is definitely one probably that I've, like, skipped over in my mind and memory. And it kind of only happened again once I rewatched it. Because there's so much that happens once they get to the island. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then we meet um, we meet Dennis Nedry. And you know what? You know those like those actors that you just they you know them from something totally unrelated. So like they're always like that name. Like mm -hmm. he's always Newman to me. Yeah. Even even in Jurassic Park, I'm calling him Newman. Newman. But, uh, and then he's working with, uh, Dodgson. Dodson. We got Dodson. Don't call me that in public. <laughs> yeah. Which, one thing with this movie is, like, I didn't really follow the dialogue at a young age. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, now when I rewatched it, I was paying attention to it a lot more. Um, it helps, it opens the movie up a lot more. Because I think a lot of a lot of this movie was definitely exposed to like probably mostly kids mm -hmm. when it came out, but so now I was able to dissect it more, and it made it even more enjoyable for me watching it as an adult. Yeah, kind of like I mentioned before, you see a whole different perspective as an adult than you do as a kid. Because when you're as a kid, you're just like, "Oh my gosh, dinosaurs! Awesome, scary, cool, wow." And then, like, as an adult, you're like, wow, this is just, like, a bad very idea. capitalist. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this dude's sneaky. This is Dennis Nedry. Yeah. Yep. And, like, it is interesting, though, watching that first meeting scene between him and um, Dachshund because, like, it's just, like, so awkward. I, I, I don't know any other way to put it. It's just <laughs> so awkward. Like, that dynamic is awkward. <laughs> like, I'm the jitteriness is uh, awkward. But then they're in, like, a public space. I'm meeting a guy that's giving me a bottle of shaving cream in Costa Rica. <laughs> for I mean, don't, you, don't you do that? I mean, that's how I get my shaving cream. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then... um. You know, they're on the helicopter heading to the island, and we get our first, we meet, we meet uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm, 
for the first time. And you know, every actor is, I think, is awesome in this movie. But like Jeff Goldblum, it's like, come on, he's a whole nother level. Oh my god, the, this I love his character. Not even his character. I mean, I just love Jeff Goldblum from from everything he's been in. I mean, his personality in this movie, too, is just incredible. He is super smart, and he's super, like, intelligent, but he will give the sass right back to you, and he always has these great one-liners and has this, has this aura to him, I guess. That's an odd word to put. That yeah. just, get, like, lightens everything up. No matter what's coming out of his mouth. You know, another interesting thing is that I didn't realize this. The 28 years that this movie has been out. But you you notice the way that uh, John Hammond and Dr. Ian Malcolm dress. They're reflecting totally different sides of the uh, of how they feel about, like, the idea of Jurassic Park. Yep. So, like. So you have John Hammond's wearing all white, Dr. Ian Malcolm's wearing all black. That was intentional. So, like, John Hammond is the one that's, like, you know, really, his ideas, um, you know, he just, he's in it for, you know, we spare no expense. So, like, he's in this for, you know, like, the financial part of it, attracting people. Dr. Ian Malcolm is, like, on the side of science saying you don't even realize how wrong this is. Yeah. Or like what exactly you're doing. I never realized that until just this day, until the other day that they Mm -hmm. had done that intentionally. That's really cool. I did not know that. It's clever. It's very clever. Clever girl, you could say. Clever girl. (laughs) 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 Um, um, They're arriving at the island and then you, you, you hear that theme for the first time. Oh, such a beautiful theme. And let me tell you, John Williams creates so many masterpieces, but that is the ultimate masterpiece. And just that feeling that you get watching the movie over and over again, no matter where you are, too. Like, whether you're watching the movies because it's in every single one, or if you're at, like, Universal Studios and on the ride, the feeling of seeing the gates and hearing the song just has this like powerfulness to it that almost feels like otherworldly. And then um, you they see the dinosaurs for the first time, and then you get that other cue for a theme, and you, then you get the obviously the famous line from John Hammond, which I think is stuck in everybody's minds now. Um, welcome to Jurassic Park. Yes. Also, can we just talk about that for that scene when the dinosaurs first appear? They're in a big open field with these giant dinosaurs. Yeah. How do they not notice them earlier on? Very true. <laughs> I know it's for cinematic appeal, but it's just so <laughs> funny watching it again and being like, Oh my gosh, dinosaurs. They're so huge. And it's right next to you. How did you not hear it? Also, they're traveling now to the park and it's out in the wild compared it's inside the park. It's 
you know what I'm saying? It's like not yeah. even like on the ride part. It's like, oh yeah, we got some stragglers hanging around here. Yeah, cool. They're right there. But I'm gonna show you the ones in the park. It's like I feel like they like they like let the they just let the herbivores like just like let loose, I guess. And you, so you could I think you could yeah. probably like drive around drive near them pretty safely. I guess That's fair. And then all the and then I guess all the carnivores are the ones that are locked up and you like, no, oh, do not go anywhere near these things. Yeah, that, that might have been the idea too. of it. I mean, the park, I think the park was still in the works because, like, obviously, they brought Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler and everybody there for their approval to get the park open. Yeah. So I'm sure everything was probably in the works. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know how they didn't see those dinosaurs. But now, also, Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, but this is also the scene where they, like, see a sick dinosaur for the first time too and I mean spoiler alert it's kind of that first sign of this is more than they think like you know, uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm says this is like the science is not supporting what they believe is going to happen here um, he really like Dr. Malcolm like really gets that like he knows how wrong it is when they like go into like the genetic lab and like see exactly how the dinosaurs are are made yeah. and like they watch the video and all that um, and like Dr. Wu is like talking about how they um, you know they use frog DNA to finish the DNA that they extract from these mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting is like Dr. Wu is only in the movie for like two minutes and Maybe. like comes a main character in the Jurassic World and he's, series. He's the one that they bring back as like a villainous like kind of figure in Jurassic World. Yeah. Because um, he's allowing it to happen. I think they yeah, I think they wanted to play off that like like he's like the kind of guy that's like I'm right. Like and this is how like I know this is this will work and I it just I I think that's what they wanted to capitalize on with Jurassic World. Yeah. But like nobody's listening to Dr. Malcolm. He's like, life finds a way. <laughs> life uh finds a way. Finds um yeah. yeah, and that's like when they're talking about how and like that comes back around when they're talking about how all um dinosaurs are female. And that's mm. you know, tree and we learn later on that tree frogs can change their <laughs> gender well their sex when i'm like you have you have you have a park with the best scientists in the world but these scientists don't know that some frogs can change sexes and this is what you use to make the dinosaurs yeah like you yeah. think they look into that a little bit more but also alex my husband was talking about the scene too when we were watching it why didn't they just make them all males so they couldn't get pregnant regardless like they also made them all true. females <laughs> the one the one sex that can actually bear children right and then later on in the movie they realize oh these dinosaurs are reproducing whoops yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh they they visit the raptor like pen and i'm like wow they have the raptor in such a small enclosure 
I'm like, and then, but um, the the hunter guy, I, I don't I remember his name. He's one of the he's one of the characters where you just don't remember his name. Robert. Mm-hmm. Is it Robert? Okay. It's Robert. Yeah, I just I just know him as like the clever girl guy. Um, but yeah, he's explaining like how much of a problem the Raptors have been. And like this one that they keep here is like the big one. Um, it like gets me confused. Like towards the end of the movie, when the Raptors are like when the Raptors start to appear, I'm like, wait a minute, how many Raptors are on this island? I think you kind of get mixed up a little bit because you like towards the end you see like I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but you see like one one's locked up, one's like in the freezer. It, you get confused. That was one of the things I got confused on in this movie. How many are there? So I learned that um, in Gen, they made 26 raptors mm-hmm. on, uh, on Isla Sorna. So that's the other island that they yep. have. They brought eight to Isla Nublar, which is this island. Yeah. Um, they made the big one, which is what the hunter references uh, mostly in the movie, and that's the one that's in the pen. Mm-hmm. The big one kills the other raptors except for two of them. Okay. So you're left with three raptors for the entire for the for the for the entire movie. Okay. Hmm. But I feel like that was the only part of the movie I really needed like clarification on. You know, like, that's even something I wouldn't even up. think of. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, as cool as it is to see all these dinosaurs and like and everything, I'm like that. You learn, you you kind of learn, like, yeah, they're right. They're like, uh, this is probably not a good idea. Yeah, ethically and morally, probably not the best idea. And then safety wise, like, these are ancient creatures. Like, have you clearly they haven't been researching them long enough in this like genetic form that they're able to see like how can you properly contain them because yeah to be fair they're breaking out of everything and everywhere like what is this raptor enclosure that you have if it can like easily break through metal you know especially when they're testing it they're checking and because i remember they're in the raptor enclosure and they're like yeah they keep looking for weaknesses so at some point, even with that park operational, those were gonna get out. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, they were like, even they're like, these things are way too smart. Like they're these raptors are opening doors. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> but velociraptors are known to be very smart, so that's why yeah. we think our corgi is part velociraptor. They have very similar <laughs> personalities. It looks like one too. So. Yeah. <laughs> just, just as dangerous. Oh, 100% with sharp teeth. <laughs> but yeah, now they're starting, now they're starting like the tour part of it. Like they're mm-hmm. starting the part that um, most of the visitors potentially of the park would start to see. Yeah. So I guess it's time to hold on to your butts. Samuel Jackson's in this movie. Every time I watch this movie, I forget he's in there. Yeah, I do and too. And he shows up and you're like, yo, my man, my main man. <laughs> and you forget even he's got the one-liners in this movie. 
And yeah. he's the tech guy. He's not even the action guy. He's the guy behind a computer. Like, right. I, I, he's a I great just addition. love the way he looks at Dennis in those scenes where, it, like, Dennis is trying to be all like, oh, do you want soda? Because I'm going to go get soda because I need a salty <laughs> snack. And Samuel L. Jackson's just like, you okay? Like, you good? Uh, <laughs> well, like, Dennis with his like m- the messiest workstation I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like no wonder he had eye- eyeballs on him all the time. Oh my god, he's insane. He's did I realize he was drinking? You know what he was drinking in the movie? Maybe maybe Sam, you remember this? Uh, Jolt. That's what he's drinking. Okay, he's drinking Jolt Cola. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! But he literally, like, cans and bottles all over the desk. I'm like, I would never let my desk get this messy. But you know what? There's a lot of movies like that, and I've seen some people's desks like that. Why? That's a whole other discussion for another podcast. But I mean, also, it's kind of just building up this character without really giving him too much time. Because it's like, wow, this guy just seems like he's, sloppy and like probably not going to get very far and probably pretty desperate and like not very liked by others because he's like this outsider character i mean that's a whole different again like sam said a whole different podcast on like how they decide to portray him but it's like just how they build up his character and kind of give him a preconceived notion that like oh he does not have his life together and he's probably like a weirdo yeah and he's like he's getting ready to sabotage this whole park yeah. without that without anybody knowing about it let's but, let's, like, let's let, let's think about this for a moment i want to i yeah. want to have a, a group exercise as we call them in college yeah somebody pays you what what was the figure seventy five thousand or something like that and you have to compromise a system to a theme park on a remote island so you can get a bunch of embryos and then escape. Is that is that worth the money if something no. goes wrong? Uh, no. I would say it's – are you saying like, like 75000 is what they would like pay him to do it? Well, he gives up. Well, that's why he shows up and he meets the guy on the island. Oh, that's what's the in the that's yes. how much is that? How much is in the bag? It was something. Uh, it was either seventy five thousand or seven hundred fifty thousand. It still was not in the millions. Yeah. Oh no, that ain't worth it. No. No. <laughs> I, I ain't no doing deal. that for less than a million. Yeah. No. Okay, I wouldn't do it for less than like like fifty million because if you're thinking about this, like. One, there's all the cost of getting to the islands and, you know, the stress and anxiety of transporting embryos. These aren't just, like, feathers. These are literally living embryos. And then, you know, you have to get off the island. There's going to be a bunch of people on your back because you're working by yourself. And then what's going to prevent you from, like, getting like caught later on because obviously only a handful of people are allowed on this island. Yeah. And if one guy is missing, everyone else knows 
who did it. Also, back to the movie, you could get killed if the things get out. So, I mean... (laughs) Well, like, he purposely... You know how he purposely leaves the raptor enclosure? He doesn't open that. Yeah. Because he knows how dangerous they are. Yeah. But, like, the one thing he overlooked with according to his like master plan that he had he didn't expect the massive hurricane that was about to roll through the island yeah that too <laughs> and he just does he does about as good driving as any Wait, anybody on the road like, that i see but we're off the coast of costa rica this is rainforest weather yep. he should expect that he should have expected that but like, yeah, but like, like before he gets to the embryos, like they're, they're all going through the tour in the Jeeps and mm-hmm. like, <laughs> they're seeing no dinosaurs on this nope. place. So, so you do have dinosaurs on your uh, dinosaur tour, right? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Anybody there? <laughs> so in the midst of all this, in the midst of all this, keep in mind, we do have his grandchildren. Who uh, Hammond's grandchildren who are involved? Um, I do love the little, the subtle hints of you know they're talking about you know towards you know Sattler and Grant talk about kids at one point. Yeah, and the whole movie has cut. You have this underlying theme too of like Grant doesn't want kids, but guess who's getting stuck with them during the worst possible scenario? The guy <laughs> who doesn't want them. Yeah, um, especially when what's his. Oh, the the little boy's name there, and he's oh, asking Tim. all these questions. Yeah, Tim. So, so which vehicle are you taking, Tim? Whichever one you're in. And he walks him over to the other one. He sits him down, shuts the door, and walks away. But you really see how like unconnected to kids he is throughout the movie. Like even when they're climbing down the tree later on, again in the head again. But like he's when he's climbing down the tree, he's like, "Oh, your daddy ever build you a tree house? No, damn it." It's like. <laughs> Uh, this is, and then this is where they, they see the, they finally, they get out of the Jeep and they, they see, they, they're like, all right, we're going to go find dinosaurs ourselves. And then that's when they see the sick, uh, Triceratops. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, this is, that I think makes... this is when they start to see it. Cause it's before, it's before that storm starts. Yep. This is what happens oh. when I watched so many different ver- like I always end up watching like little sections of it rather yeah, than like yeah. the whole thing at the same time. I think the last time I did that was a while ago. But no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry not- guys, I- I'm a fake fan. No, you're f- <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, Triceratops was one of those dinosaurs where I was like, damn it! I said, I wish they, I wish they'd had some action. I wish it wasn't just sick. Yeah, I think Tricerat- more. Triceratops is up there with like T-Rex. Like in terms of like notable dinosaurs, I think. Yeah, and also if you think about it, they're also super powerful and like Yeah. They're really good fighters, but you can't really see that or you can't really yeah. get more into it because they're so minimal. Time for they're them. Like, more about the carnivore. Like Triceratops is like definitely like top three like most dangerous like herbivores. Yep. I would say. Um, 
but yeah, they're looking, they're trying to figure out why the dinosaur is sick. And this is my absolute favorite line in the movie. Jeff Goldblum just, that is one big pile of shit. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you how many times I've said that throughout my, throughout my life. Also, another reason my dog is a dinosaur. That's exactly oh, no. why I was late today. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you didn't have to clean, you know, do the same exact thing, though. <laughs> Similar, but not as bad. <laughs> didn't have to go el- elbow deep. <laughs> right. Um, if you're... You, you see Dennis start to start to steal the embryos. Um, I'm actually I actually looked to see like the names of the dinosaurs he was taking. Um, he was mostly taking ones of dinosaurs that were in the movie, except for one. Mm-hmm. There was one dinosaur that they took. He took an embryo, but this dinosaur is not in the movie. And what dinosaur was um, that? It was Metro Metrocanthosaurus. Ooh, he's okay. like he's like kind of uh that he's like kind of like a middle like like middle size like like carnivore. Okay. So he's he's bigger than a raptor, but I don't think he's not not that not bigger than a T Rex. Yeah. It's like, but I, I but I was like you know that that's an obscure one to put in there, you know save it for maybe down the line. Yeah, it kind of um, lets them build something potentially for the other movies. Yeah. And decide exactly. if they really want to use it or not. Um, this is where they realize Dennis Nedry, like, start to, like, mess up the park a lot. So, like, Samuel Jackson, like, goes to his workstation, and he's, like, he's, like, trying to, he's, like, trying to figure out what he's doing, access the main program, all that. And then, uh, 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 that scene was just, I don't know, always wicked funny to me. Yep. I'm pretty sure a friend of mine had that as their ringtone for a couple of months. <laughs> that would be so annoying after a while. Oh, it change. was. It was. I need to change it and make it that right now. Yeah. Anytime Charlene or Alex calls. <laughs> yeah. I really am going to look into it after this. Yeah. I expect that to happen, and then I'm going to have to call at least, like, once a week so you can hear yeah. it. No, 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 once a day. Once a day. No, don't Once a day? Me. Okay. Make it happen. Make, get as much as you can out of this. Yes. This will, this will happen. All uh, right, let me know when you do it. Life finds a way. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, back to, the, back to the film. Like, they were... Um, uh, they're stuck in front of the T-Rex exhibit. This is where, like, the uneasiness starts. And, like, this is where you really, like, scare the hell out of the kids in 1993. Mm-hmm. And I love it. This, for me, was the scene that frightened, like, like it scared the living shit out of me. Especially because of the build. My, the thing is, what is really good about this whole scene right here? is a the buildup how slow it takes every little thing painstakingly happens and then you real you know and then it puts you in a position where they're fucked like yep. there is no 100 they're done that's <laughs> it 
That you lawyer know, knew. That lawyer knew right from the start. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. So like, yeah, the stops. And it all starts with obviously, you know, the water. You see the water start rippling. Uh, well, oh, actually, yeah. we got to go back. You have the goat. The goat's missing. Yeah. Then the water starts to ripple. And all of a sudden, you see, I think you kind of see right behind, <laughs> what's her name? The girl. You kind of see the face behind her. Um, oh, man. Then you see the kid. The one that gets me is when the cables start to snap. Yeah, yeah. After the lawyer runs to the bathroom, they just look over. And, yeah, those things aren't electrified anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. And that whole scene, especially, you know, now they're in the car and you're like, okay, they're safe. Lex. Lexi. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lexi, being the ignorant, dumb teenager she is, has the flashlight on. Turn, turn she's the screaming. Light off, turn the light off. <laughs> and then it starts hitting the car. At like, even, even when now. A, when he's attacking the car, I'm like, oh my God. How, how does the glass not break? Yes. It's like, I mean, like, they probably did do, like, plexiglass or something. I'm like, this must regular. be a very specific glass, like, for these vehicles, probably. But I'm like, this glass is, like, not budget. I mean, it's probably yeah. some sort of bulletproof sort of technology, which makes yeah. sense. But also that whole entire... So this is the scene that I was talking about earlier where I had to hide when this happened. I knew the second you see the water ripple... I was like, nope, I'm not watching this. And I would run, like, under the covers and go yeah. into a different room. I'm like, I can't watch this. I will say I still get spooked every time I watch this. And I'm, like, watching it like this. Like, that, like my hands are actually going to do anything. But I'm like, if I don't see the whole entire screen, I'll be less scared. But, nope, I get, uh, I get jump scared every time. I, even watching this last night, I'll tell you, like, my anxiety was, like, just up this whole, like, five, ten-minute period. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially, <laughs> you know, every even when they flip the car and it starts, you know, trying to rip it. And then Grant gets out with the flare, waving him down, and then Malcolm mm -hmm. does the same thing for whatever reason. <laughs> the, mm -hmm. This is, like, even, like, not, like, movie aside, this is one of the best animatronics i've ever seen in a movie this is a a twelve thousand pound animatronic that they used for the t-rex which is absolutely yeah. insane so i don't know how if it's still there but so 20 20 years ago um yeah. i went to california for the first time i was 10 years old and we went to universal and there's a jurassic park ride yep. yes over in uh, L.A., <clears throat> Anaheim, one of the two places. Um, and it's just a raft. And mind you, I'm 10. My younger brother, Nick, he's three years younger than me. That makes him seven. Mm -hmm. Gets on the ride. We're both scrawny. We have, like, a two feet between us and the bar. You know, my mother, father, great-uncle, great-aunt, we're on, we're on this thing. As soon as you get through the gate, the gate closes... Nick's like, I don't want to be on this anymore. My father's yep. like, you kind of missed the bus on that one. <laughs> so you kind of float through, and you get the you know dinosaur, you know, you get some of the animatronics. Looking, yep. Which I would not be, I would not be surprised if they were similar to what were used in the movie, because mm -hmm. they still look pretty real. 
I but know yeah. that just as much money went into the the park rides as the movie itself. I know that yeah. for a fact. Yeah, because oh. you go into a building, and you do have these velociraptors and whatnot. So yep. towards the end of the ride, you start to just kind of float, and you're in this big room, and you have this yep. countdown: five, fourth. Once one hits, this huge T Rex coming at you, and the ramp is like pushed, and then it just drops you like yep. five five stories. Yeah. Yeah, this is the T-Rex that, like, comes through the roof, right? Yes. Yep, it's still there, I at least last time I went. Oh, I went that's a in, great ride. Yeah, I went in, like, 2014, um, and it was there. And I'm thinking it's still there. I know, John, you just went, like, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I was, just, I was just I went. a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, they updated the ride to Jurassic World, but, yeah, it's still pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, solid ride. I remember it very well. Oh, yeah, what I was getting at there is, like, I just remember being 10 years old, and it looked like the, the damn thing from the movie, and it was, like, yeah. frightening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, one, yeah. Thing, one thing that's easy to miss when, like, the T-Rex is, like, when it, when Ian Malcolm's running away with the flare, like, um, and he, like, breaks into the bathroom, it's easy to miss, but you just see Ian go flying when the T-Rex like breaks through the bathroom. So like like he's literally like on the top of the T-Rex's like head and he's just you 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 miss it easily cuz he's like dressed in all black and like it's dark and it's nighttime. But like he goes and I'm like, "Oh, this is why his leg is absolutely shattered." I'm like, "All right, that makes more sense because I was like, "Oh, just some stuff, just some walls fell on him. That's all." But no, I was like, the T-Rex got a piece of him. Oh, man. And then there was also a very... watch that part. There was also a very, very subtle line that is also iconic that happens in this scene that Grant says, which is when Lexi is still screaming like a lunatic, he grabs her, covers her mouth, and goes, if you don't move, they won't see oh, you. can't see us if you, you don't move. move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm like, all right, the T-Rex's is vi- is vision is based on movement, sure. But I'm like, but he he literally smells them right there in front of him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I, I was like, you didn't, I don't, I don't know why, like, the T-Rex didn't think to just, like, chop him right there. But wait, let me find a part where, like, Dr. Dr. Malcolm goes, just goes flying. It's just a... It's just to build up. Like, I might slow it down. Like, right here. He's right at the top of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, I wouldn't have even noticed that unless he took yeah unless he said that yeah i'm like but i was like all right that's that's the problem that he has yep um uh and then like dennis is like trying dennis has the embryos and he's trying to move them to the ship and i'm like dude i'm like i'm like this this it guy cannot drive but then again i'm like how well would i do in weather like that with no road and mud and water 
And I don't know. I don't know. That then, isn't GP's driving. So. Well, True. Didn't his, like, glasses fog up at some point, too? Because I had that happen, and it sucks. And I have, I mean, yeah. who knows? He might have astigmatism like me, too, where you can't see anything in the rain at night. Yeah, I mean, he loses his glasses, too. Yeah. And everything. And he ends up meeting a dinosaur at the worst time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I find it funny, too. When he, he when had he, it coming. When he, he falls, when he when he falls down that like hill to get to the tree, <laughs> I, I just find the stupid so, stuff like. Funny. So I know he's trying to pull himself out, but I wanna I wanna think about this. He goes down a hill to latch a rope around a tree to climb up half a hill because his jeep is stuck. Yeah, it's like so the tree. I guess is just. I mean, he'll make it down, but he just has to, he just had to get that tire over that branch that it was stuck on. Is that what it was? Okay, because I was yeah. like, look at him, like, why is he trying to pull himself down a hill? So it was the fact that his, like, back tire was stuck on that, like, that big-ass branch that was on the ground there. But still, yeah, I, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, though. That's kind of weird. I know. Again, these are little things. These are, these are things where... As you know, as you get older, you notice these little things, and they don't really matter. Yeah. But you're like, ah, I didn't notice that before. That's weird. Anyways, on with your 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 dinos. Right. <laughs> like, they find Tim like stuck in the tree, and like I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, there's absolutely no way I would be able to climb down a tree that fast. Nope. They they do that in like record time. Like like even with a Jeep about to fall on them, I guess I guess I would go pretty fast too. Yeah. Adrenaline kicks in. It it's funny thinking about it like realistically, obviously many things in this movie are not realistic. Right. And, but like the way that they do it, though, as at least as at least as a kid or as a general viewer, which I would consider myself as, I don't really tend to think too much about the physics. Um, it's just like, yeah, that makes sense. Just do it. Right. Just escape. Do what you can. Why not? Um, but then it finally stops raining, and then like uh, Doctor Sattler and then the hunter, he uh, Robert, he shows up. They show up and they find Dr. Malcolm and they're like looking at this, looking over like the damage and all that and everything. Um, but then this is another memorable part when the T-Rex starts chasing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we must, we must go faster. <laughs> Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Yeah. And I don't know. I remember this being like the best ride at, uh, when I was a kid at Chuck E. Cheese, like you ever do the Jurassic Park thing at at Chuck E. Cheese? Years ago, years ago. Wait, what? There's um, there was a when at Chuck E. Cheese, like they had a they had a Jurassic Park like uh like ride like that you would sit in. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the main thing was you were you were in the jeep, and the jeep, the T Rex was chasing you. Okay. So you, you had to keep shooting the T Rex. Okay. Yeah. No. That I I played that same thing at Dave yeah. Buster's. 
Yeah, I remember like that was my favorite thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, they used such a memorable scene. Like, made it made it just a game out of it. Yes, it's still a very difficult game to beat. I've not beaten it. Oh, I could never beat it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that I feel like this is also one of those scenes where you, no matter how many times you watch it, that anxiety level just goes. Up. I know you know exactly how it's going to end, but you're like, nope, they're going to die. They're just going to die. Yeah, you're like, yeah, can a Jeep really out outspeed this T-Rex? Let's see. Yeah. Gets close. It gets super close. And yeah. Like, like when I was watching, like Charlene said, even last night, and I'm like, come on. Come on. Come get on. Em, Fucking get move! Like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't look back, just go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the bad the bad weather's like subsided. It's all gone and like so like uh, Dr. Grant and the kids are trying to find their way out of there and they see uh, they see that big giant herd of Gallimimus. One thing I noticed, I'm like it kind of falls back to what you said earlier, Charlene. It's like how did the Gallimimus not see this big T Rex come about to come at the herd? Like, they're so, like, shocked when it appears. Like, and then one of them ends up being eaten. Cinematic effect. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> they just want that dramatic effect there to create the scene. I mean, if they were being really realistic, it'd be like, oh, these things are really big. I can hear them from a mile away. But no. Mm -hmm. They're stealthy. Um. You know, they, they save the T-Rex for, like, kind of the middle of the movie, but this is when you start to see the raptors show up. Mm-hmm. Um, the next anxiety-inducing part of this film, might when I they're trying, it's When they're trying to get Jurassic Park back online. Um, so Samuel Jackson's character goes off to, you know, try to potentially fi fix it, but, uh, but he's taking way too long to do this. So... So Dr. Sadler goes out and then and they go out and look for him. You know what I thought I found when she's running to the shed, I feel like they use the same shot twice. Like I have to she, go back and watch that. She like jumps yeah. over that branch. Mm -hmm. And I swear it's the same shot two times, like twice in a row. Hmm. I'll have to look back too. I don't know if you already have it up, but I I do remember there are like a lot of iconic movies that do re, re reuse shots just because budget and like editing yeah. and timing and whatnot. So like I wouldn't be surprised, but knowing Jurassic Park and like how high budget it was, I guess in a in one way is I don't think they would have done that. I wouldn't expect it from them. I'd have to. I'll have to find it. I mean, I can't find yeah. it on here, but I'll have to go back and look again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's just more stress. Once they, once the raptors pop up, she gets, she gets the the park back online. You know the, but then, but then again, you have them. They're trying to climb over that electric fence, and like Tim, I was like. I'm like, how did this kid survive that shock? 
10,000 volts. I mean, initially he's like not responding at first, but still he survived. Let's let's be real right now. If there's anything not realistic about that move, this movie, it's that. Especially when it says 10,000 volts. Yeah. In the body of a 10-year-old. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like nobody's That's bouncing instant back cardiac from that, arrest or from that shock and that height too. Not even the not even the shock, the height. It also gets blown away like what seven feet, ten feet from the the <laughs> fence. First he goes boom, and then boom. <laughs> he yep. says, "I'm like, I think he'll need a lot more than CP, CPR to fix him." Um, but you kind of get like that feeling there where it's like everything's like kind of like hunky dory, like they're sitting down, they're eating, and then Raptors in the kitchen. Oh my! Yeah, this see the the Raptors in the kitchen is. You, you know how the much jello. you know the how jello. much terror is in this girl when the Jello is just shaking. <laughs> so, so the crazy thing about so yes, when Robert gets killed by the Raptors, yep. in that scene where you know they oh, come out God. from the side, <laughs> yeah, the clever, yeah, that you yeah. kind of go, okay, cool, they're animal instincts. But when they're in the kitchen now, now you get to see the intelligence of what these things can do. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. they're not just oh yeah they're out in the wild. No, they they're they super can open smart. a door. They can open yeah they open a door, and it's frightening. And I just remember I like have that scene engraved in my hand, head when you can just see the arm, just go for the door, and yep. I'm like nope. Nope, and then it happens, and you're like, no. Yeah, how many... Uh, this scene, probably more than the T-Rex scene, when I was a little kid, was definitely the scene where I'm like, these kids are done. Like, the T-Rex, sure, yeah. they can crawl yeah. under wherever. These things are smart, and these things are going to get into every little crevice. Especially when Lexi's trying to close the door down, you know, and the thing right into the... Uh, the side of the uh, the table there in the kitchen. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually knocked that raptor unconscious for a little bit. I think. Well, not. I mean, not unconscious, but like definitely messed it up for a little bit. Um, Going back to the Jello for a second. Every time I watch this scene, I just want green Jello. And now talking <laughs> about it, I'm like, I just want green Jello. Yeah, that's true. I didn't. That's true. That's. <laughs> Definitely, like she just shakes that Jello violently. <laughs> but I mean, I don't blame her. There's literally raptors right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're trying to escape from these raptors. But like, they managed to close that door. Um, one thing that was weird, I'm like, all right, Doctor Grant's got a gun, and like, you see the holes in the window, and I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, did he kill the raptor? I'm like, obviously he didn't because like the raptor pops up through the vent. So I learned that he doesn't. No, because he, they come crashing through. Yeah. So interestingly yeah. enough, and this is something you mentioned the bullet holes, you hear the gun go off. But when they show the gun, it's a shotgun and there are shotgun shells. Yeah. That's that's one of those other things where like like that actually bothered. That was one of the few things I watched. And I'm like. That was that was, that was a shotgun. That's, there should be spread out. This should not be a window. Why are Very there bullet holes? This is the same. No, it's the same glass they use for the Jeep. 
But the T-Rex. And this is another thing. And again, maybe it's, you know, 2021. I'm being more uh, thoughtful. But you would think maybe just in case, especially if they were trying to protect their prop. And even, even looking from a business perspective, if you are trying to protect your intellectual property, you would think maybe you'd want bulletproof glass. Yeah. You have these yeah. industrial, this industrial lock. Like, I don't even know if that's a real lock. Like, it's like, it like shuts, and then you have glass. <laughs> One weird thing is, uh, you know, when they're in the air duct, um, and when she's like hanging from the air duct, so that's a, I think that's a stunt double, like her stunt double. But what they had to do was the stunt double accidentally like looked at the camera when they were filming that shot. So they had to CGI over the du- the double's face. So that huh. way she so that way nobody like realized that. I'll have to watch that scene again too, just to be like it her face <laughs> does look weird in the scene. Yeah. And it's something it's something you don't really notice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I, now we're, 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 I mean, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, I feel like I need to, like, find a book or an article about this, like, behind-the-scenes aspect of Jurassic World a little bit more. Just, I mean, Jurassic Park a little bit more and Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, because I'd like to know, like, more about the masterminds behind this and, like, yeah how it was created especially with jurassic park being so advanced for the time period um i do I, have it right yeah. there my fingers i will bring it this weekend so you can borrow it uh, um you know it's funny it's, as much of like a staple in like cinema this movie is the dinosaurs are only in it for 15 minutes <laughs> wow yeah really <laughs> yeah and this is a two-hour movie, too. I feel like there's just so much, like, dinosaur noise and rustling, too. <laughs> that there's probably yeah. more, like, dinosaur presence than what? 15 minutes. Well, but, like, also, I understand on screen. Well, prior to Jurassic Park, and I'm not talking about the, 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 the clay animated stuff you had in the 50s and the 60s. Or the Godzilla films. Take Godzilla out of the whole picture here. <laughs> what other movie focused on dinosaurs like this prior to Jurassic Park. Um Land oh was Land Before Time after that? Uh it was before but that was also <laughs> like animated. I'm talking like a real yeah, you know live real. action film. Actually live action, even I mean... even after, I mean how many movies that aren't from sci the sci-fi channel are like There's not really many not a lot. I mean, I can think of stuff from like the like the fifties and like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So like way before this movie came out. So what I'm saying is, I mean, even if it's fifteen minutes, it does feel like a. I mean, imagine you seeing this in the theater for the first time, and even from the T Rex scene, the Velociraptor scene, you get the little shots here and there's all these dinosaurs. It's pretty exciting, especially because they oh, look yeah. so real. Yeah, I think the fifteen minutes thing—it's not—it's not something that—it's not something that hurts the movie. It's just—I think it's just a surprising, um, 
observation from the movie because you don't really think you're like wow really 15 minutes it doesn't feel like 15 minutes you know i had to google this because i was very curious a lot of movies that are live action if they have dinosaurs it's literally a second or like a minute like mm. for land like um for a journey to the center of earth or um there's the movie dinosaur by disney Oh, I, have, which, man. I saw that in theaters. Which is pretty, like, CGI. I don't think it's actually, like... No, that's CGI. Yeah, yeah that's, like, CGI. I think... But, like, yeah. Now, well, I think the difference between back then and now is now you're starting to really get a demand for, like, we want more screen time for these not-human characters. So I feel like... I think for the next Jurassic... I think for Jurassic World Dominion next year... You're going to see dinosaurs a lot in that movie. I mean, I know the focus of that one's supposed to be like dinosaurs in our everyday world. So I'm really yep. interested to see what that's going to entail. Because even from like, I guess, teasers, you can tell it's going to be a lot of dinosaurs. Yeah, especially from that, like that small preview that they're doing. Like it looks like there's, they don't show a single person. No. I don't think they do. You know what? No, they don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't. I won't see the whole. It's only a fraction of what they're showing with with. Uh, yeah. Fast and Furious Nine, which is, uh, but still. Yeah, I mean, back to Jurassic Park. It's like. Um. Just a just a just a stamp of a movie. Yeah, just put a, such a huge stamp on cinema. Mm -hmm. They made dinosaurs just like so much, just cemented dinosaurs into popular culture. Like I said earlier. Yeah. Very important movie that ended up with about to be five sequels. <laughs> and I was reading uh, one, two, three, four. I was reading that this isn't the oh, last yeah, sequel cool. either. What's they that? Oh, really? Yeah, nope. They said last year that they're going to be making more. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I think one of How the, many one times of... do you need to do dinosaurs <laughs> to learn that it's not a good idea? Look, we haven't gotten to dinosaur battles in space yet. Once we do well, dinosaur battles in space, then we can call it quits. <laughs> if Jason Voorhees can go to space... They can bring dinosaurs to space. Ah, Jason X, classic. <laughs> but I think one of my favorite things about this movie is the way the way the way this movie ends, where they get on the helicopter. Grant's sitting there with the two kids, just like passed out, and it just silence. The helicopter goes off, fades. Yep. Uh, you don't need to say. You don't need anything else after that. It just perfect way to end that film. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um, it's just like get off the island you're good that's all that matters now we just have an island full of free dinosaurs yeah I mean a nice ending to a pretty crazy movie yeah I feel like it's also like a lot of the action feels like 
it's spread out but condensed at the same time in this movie that like yeah. by the time you get to the end of the movie it's like oh wait it's over and it's like a good ending where it kind of doesn't leave you on it doesn't leave too much unanswered um that but it leaves enough for there to be a sequel it leaves it open-ended but it doesn't yeah. leave it yeah, no. You don't yeah, need a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a sequel like wasn't expect like Steven Spielberg probably didn't expect a sequel for this. Mm-hmm. Because it took it took 4 years after that. So, interestingly, uh, uh, so I don't know if you guys know this. So, the the guy who wrote the wrote the book, Michael Crichton. Yeah. Um, he wrote the book in 90. The movie came out in 93 because I guess yeah. the book was popular. He didn't write the Michael Crichton did not write the book The Lost World until after the movie at, like that that came coincided with the second movie yeah. because of how popular Jurassic Park was. Yep. Yeah. So which kind of shows you that like, you know, they really weren't going for a sequel. It wasn't trying to be a series. It wasn't trying to be like, it wasn't trying to be... I'm trying to think about a series that just did not want to die. I mean, Fast and Furious, I guess, is just sequel after sequel yeah. after sequel. But, uh, like, yeah. those are pretty good. Yeah, Jurassic Park was just one where it was, like... You know, they, I think they were kind of thinking, like, all right, how do we do more? And, you know, that's why there was, like, such a long time between movies. You know, four movies... I mean, four, excuse me, four years for a second movie, four years for a third movie. Yeah. Um, but then after that, 14 years for yep. another movie. Yep. And that came out in, what, 2015 was the first one? Yeah. For Jurassic mm-hmm. World, yeah. Yep. With good old Chris Pratt. Good old Chris Pratt. Lord yeah. and Savior. <laughs> but, like, like, to, um... To close it out here, like Jurassic Park, like this movie just created um, like a franchise for me was just like you put out anything with this, like with with this franchise on it, like I'm probably going to enjoy it. Yep. And, and I, I know is- uh, I know some I know some people are like questionable about like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? It was it wasn't it was fine. I didn't hate I didn't it. Hate it. Yeah. But uh, Sam, feel, <laughs> Sam feels otherwise, but... Uh, I have my gripes with that film. Right. If you like it, great. But I think it was more plot-related that kind of got me. Yeah. Yeah. It was... I feel like... I feel like it's a middleman movie, if that makes sense. It's one of those movies where I'm hoping the next one's going to be a lot better but they needed the second one in order to kind of bring that third one into fruition. Yeah. Hopefully that's the case. Um, I don't know. I got to, we just got to wait and say, I'm not going to look, look, I'm not, not going to go see this new one because I didn't care for the second one. If I get a (laughs) chance to see dinosaurs on the big screen and eat people. Yes. I'm going to pay $20 Go sit there, eat a full bucket of popcorn before the movie starts, and yeah. then watch people get annihilated. God bless yeah. America. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly like, 
I will say I was super excited for the first Jurassic World when it came out because it had been so long. Everyone had like high expectations. Like if they're bringing this back and like Steven Spielberg is on like is on board with it, it has to be good, right? And then the second one, I was excited about it. But then when I watched it, it kind of like, I will say it was not as exciting as I wanted it to be. Mm. So with this third one, I'm trying to go in with no expectation um, of it being great or being mediocre. But again, it's like uh, Sam had mentioned, regardless of if it's going to be good or bad, I'm still going to go see it. I'm still going to be excited about it. I will still probably wear some sort of Jurassic Park dinosaur outfit and enjoy myself. And, you know, definitely this is one of those movies where if I have kids in the future, I'm going to show them every single one. Yep. Every single one. Um, And another great thing about these movies is, like, you don't need to pay attention to every minor detail to fall in love with the movie. There are so many things about it that you can be obsessed about, whether it's the science aspect or the animatronics aspect, if it's the actors, the actresses, mm-hmm. the music. Uh, for me, I think what really drew me to this movie and to these movies in general was the score. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where I started being like, maybe I should give this a chance again. Because when I was younger, I was too scared to watch it. And, like, I kept hearing the song. And I was like, this, this song is a jam. And <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. And I kept watching it and watching it. And, then like, it's not like cable lets you not watch it because it's on TV all the time. I feel like it's one of those things, actually, for me and Alex, when we were trying to rewatch it a few days ago, um, we realized none of our streaming services that we have had it available. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, let's turn on the cable and see if it's playing anywhere. It was, and lo and behold, it was already like 20 minutes in on... It was literally on, like, on Sci-Fi. Yeah, like, it was on night. USA yeah. for us. So like, yeah. it was definitely one of those things where it's like, no matter what day it is, it's most likely going to be on TV at some point that yeah. day. So... The one I watched through, I do have Peacock because I got like yep. a deal. It was like three months for six bucks or something. So it was on there. Actually, they yep. had the whole series on there, which yes. um, I might want to go back and watch Lost World. That was another one I was iffy about. But, mm-hmm. you know, this one, obviously a classic, untouchable. Yeah, a lot of people to thank for you know, making dinosaurs such a big thing into what it is now. You know, John Williams giving dinosaurs a theme song, essentially. You know, it just pops into your head, pops into your head whenever you hear it. You know, Steven Spielberg, um, everybody on board with the film, actors and all, just making... Kathleen Kennedy before she destroyed Star Wars. Yes, even her. But just bringing, (laughs) bringing dinosaurs to life, you know, in a way that, like, nobody's going to forget. Yeah, and like that's it's what Jurassic Park will always be known for. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's it's been a pretty nice first episode here. Yeah. <laughs> pretty enjoyable. Talked about you know a hell of a Dinos. movie, definitely. Um, Jurassic Park. Let us know um, your thoughts on Jurassic Park. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast here. 
you can find this, um, you know, the video version on YouTube. Um, we're also we'll have the audio format here on whether you're listening on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, or on uh, Podbean, which is what um, you know this the podcast will mostly be based out of. Off of uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, definitely a fun first episode for us. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Charlene, for taking Thanks. the time to talk about a fun movie. And thank you, John, for having us. This is great. All right, guys. We will see you for the next episode.